0: Hey everyone, Communications Director Jay Sokol here. Another edition of Is This a Thing? Interesting one because it comes on the heels of a public announcement that the old Gander Mountain building uh, will be occupied by At Home. And it's an interesting story about how it came to be. That's really what we have to offer. So you're going to hear from our Economic Development Director, Natalie Ruiz, who is always with me. And also from Clint Oldham, who is Executive Vice President for Brokerage Services at Oldham Goodwin Group, who helped seal the deal as well. So the two of them working together to help make this happen for College Station. It's a good interview. Hope you enjoy it. Natalie Ruiz is with me again, and we have an interesting edition of Is This a Thing? We are talking about a really specific topic today, and we've got an extra guest in here. I wish I had an extra microphone, too, Natalie, but, you know, this is kind of a budget operation. But anyway, um, we're going to be talking about at home, and uh, I want you to kind of walk me through where we've been and, and how we kind of got to the point of making an announcement related to the old gander mountain location okay
1: right first and foremost you're, you're correct we're talking about the gander mountain location uh, approximately a year ago we started hearing rumblings that some of the gander mountains would be closing or restructuring uh... it, it wasn't clear as to whether or not our location was going to be part of that we were on again off again for a while um... when we did finally hear that they that they were going to move and and not locate here in college station What we did through our retail recruitment program was we started looking at what are some retailers that could take over that entire building. And it was a very short list, but we reached out to those retailers and said, hey, have you thought about expanding in College Station? Uh, Several of them we had already contacted about a College Station location, and here's a specific opportunity for you. Um, there, w- there wasn't a lot of interest at that time because the, the bigger retailers weren't expanding uh, a year ago. Yeah. A lot of people were in the hold mode. Let's not expand. Let's sit back and see what the market does and uh, not do any expansions at this time. Now, At Home was one of the few that was expanding and continues to do so. Uh, when we reached out to them initially, they told us the building was too small, that their minimum footprint was 100,000 square feet. So, and that building's roughly in the 70s, uh, high 70s in terms of square footage. So it wasn't a good fit for them. But over the year, Clint Oldham with Oldham and Oldham Goodwin Group uh, got the listing on the property. And so we started brainstorming together what, who are some good users that could go in there if At Home's not in? Uh, Do we split it up? There's two loading docks out there, you know, how, how do we get that building up and running as quickly as possible? So Clint then reached out to the at-home folks again, and they said, you know what, we're looking at our minimum floor plan, and we may be able to get by with 83,000 square feet. And so from that point on, Clint started putting the deal together to bring them to College Station at that location.
0: But you said the foot, the existing footprint is 70-something. Yes. Is that what you said? And they have managed to Come up with a new formula for 80 something so i guess this is going to be an area to explore with clint yes okay
1: they're going to be expanding uh the building to get to that 83 and okay. a lot of that includes the area where the uh, atvs the boats things like that were stored the, okay. the outdoor storage area. okay
0: well this goes back to uh, a previous edition that you and i um, explored uh, these big boxes and empty spaces and why things stay empty and the challenges of that just because it says Available for for lease uh, doesn't always mean that it's it's available for lease, but this one uh, there was there looks like there's success with, so that's great. Yes. Okay. So now we get to pass it to. To our guest, who is Clint uh, Oldham, who you just uh, referred to. So, Clint, thanks for squeezing in here to uh, Studio J. Thanks and, for having and me. And sharing a microphone. So talk about
2: your role. When did you get involved and, and how did that progress? So we uh, we were, I guess the initial involvement, uh, we were contacted by Store Capital, which was the real estate investment trust that owned the building. They actually owned 13 um gander mountain buildings so they were uh having a rough time with that last summer um there was uh as natalie mentioned it was really up in the air for a long time which stores camping world was going to keep open which ones were they going to close it was back and forth all the time and 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 sometime toward the end of last summer we we realized you know college station was was on the chopping block and it wasn't one that they were they were going to keep open so at that time um store capital you know formerly engaged us to market the property for them and we started to sit down and really look at um, what retailers could we potentially present it to that was a discussion that that natalie was involved in and what challenges you know did lay ahead and and who was it really a fit for Um, and anytime you're talking about big box retail or junior anchor retail in a secondary market like college station you know the list is pretty short yeah um, and there's always a lot of challenges because what, what doesn't meet the eye is that any of those boxes is second generation. It was built for someone else. Right. Um, so there's any number of things that could, uh, could keep a deal from happening. So th- that was the, I guess the start was last summer sometime.
0: So it's someone like me who is, tip- is just a consumer, you know, I drive by, I see the space, I see that it's empty. That's all I know. You look at the space uh, inside and out. What do you see in terms of challenges and opportunities?
2: Most of the challenges with that property initially were just economic, okay. right? So, to for, for at home to move in, as an example, it's got to look like an at home. To look like an at home costs several million dollars. Okay. Um, and the initial challenge with that home was simply that they could build a new building, in theory, mm-hmm. in their mind, for more than they could have bought that one for and, and remodeled it. So the the challenges were were economic probably early on functionally um at that time at home didn't have a footprint that they'd really laid out for a secondary market so hundred thousand square feet was was kind of a hard hard line for them um but luckily for all of us they came up with a, a prototype that would work in a secondary market um the city was amenable and flexible with them to to allow them to make some changes to that property and and i think ultimately that helped us push it forward what are some other positives about that particular location? Because it
0: seems like it's high visibility. There's a decent amount of traffic mm-hmm. going by on on uh, Rudder. Um, what are some other pluses of that particular location? Oh, the,
2: the visibility is excellent.
0: The access
2: is excellent. Um, it's relatively close to you know our major retail node, which, like it or not, is you know Harvey and uh, Highway Six, you know Post Oak Mall. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a critical mass point for a retailer um, and frankly it was the only you know if at home wanted to be here it was the only big box available that that worked for them yeah. so um, but you know just some of the obvious things like you mentioned were the, were the major pluses about it.
0: So do you know enough about what at home has done to compress their footprint to, to be able to describe how this one will be different from other at home locations because I am not familiar with at home I've never shopped at one so. For people who are familiar with it, what's the difference going to be?
2: You know, I really don't know as far as the, the inside of their store and, and what products or items that they may not have here that they would have in a typical location. I'm not that familiar with it, okay. Um, unfortunately. But um, I, I suspect it won't be a large difference. Okay. All right. This is the first time I've, I've had a chance to ask anybody
0: about the, the level of cooperation and, and how helpful it was to sort of work in tandem with Natalie and our economic development group
2: mm-hmm. to make something like this happen. How, how critical is that relationship and that partnership? It's very critical, very critical. Um, in fact, I'm in, in At Home has a really good real estate team, um, one of the best we've ever worked with. Uh, their broker, Jeff uh, Hayes with NewQuest in Houston is very experienced. Um, so that's always extremely helpful and they were motivated to, to do something relatively quickly. Um, that being said, um, if it hadn't been for uh, Natalie and her team uh, reaching out probably initially, um, and in addition to that, the city being flexible with, with uh, at home on the expansion, probably some parking variances and things like that, mm-hmm. th- I mean, th- the deal would have never happened. And so in this instance, it's, it's very critical and very important without, without uh, cooperation with the city. And the planning department and economic development, um, we we wouldn't be having this conversation today. Hmm. Is there anything else about
0: this particular deal, either how it came to be, uh, or, or any other aspect that
2: I haven't asked you about, but that you you think people would be interested in knowing? Um, you know, not to de- belabor the point, but you know, the what people don't see is how close uh, these deals come to not happening. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like they're on life support for several months, and they die, and we shock them and bring them back to life four or five times before they ever come to fruition. And there's just challenges that are underlying that that uh, most people wouldn't get to see this one, you know, I mentioned earlier went through that was economic were the challenges it went through a foreclosure. um, I don't know, two or three months ago, Um, there were a lot of complications with with uh, ownership and economics more than anything. Um, And again that's just another one of those things if if timing hadn't been absolutely perfect which it was we we wouldn't have got it done in fact Adam didn't even sign the purchase agreement until two weeks ago wow right and they closed in in a matter of two weeks so it, it was a interesting deal but we're glad we got it done
0: yeah so i would be remiss if i didn't at least ask you i know you guys are are doing work in all parts of the city is there anything else that uh, that you can talk about that that you're you're trying to make happen that you need to make happen in certain parts of College Station?
2: There's a lot of things we're working on. Um, you know, we developed the academy uh, on Highway Six, and so we're redeveloping that Science Park area. Right. Uh, we work on Jones Crossing, which is the new HEB. Um, we've worked on Tower Point over the years, Century Square, Chimney Hill. So there's a lot of people working on a lot of deals that that. Um, we probably uh... will announce at some point in the in the near future but nothing earth shattering that, mm-hmm. that i could talk about today
0: natalie is clint responsible for uh... dunkin donuts not being here is he the guy <laughs> is, is he the one
1: he's the fall guy No. Oh.
0: <laughs> got it okay
1: no and and i want to reiterate something i you know Clint and I both have been working on this deal for over a year and, and he's absolutely right you may work on 10 deals and land one right. if you're lucky um, and I know a lot of folks get excited people uh, ask me all the time you know who are you working with who's coming to town mm-hmm. and this at home has been exciting for so long but we were afraid we didn't want to jinx it we didn't want to <laughs> we didn't want to announce it and say hey it, it may not be a thing well
0: that's all that's the whole thing purpose of of this series of podcasts is this a thing because so often we we get to what Clint just described we get to the finish line and then it doesn't happen right so it's not a thing till it's a thing right and uh and and that's why we try to separate rumor from reality so I'm so glad this one turned out to be a thing um what else I've got you I finally got you back in front of the microphone so so what else you're fresh off of a conference can we talk about that at all
1: um, you know, in fact, Clint and I were both at the same national conference, and we were we were talking about it on the way into Studio J this morning, mm-hmm. um, how this year was so different from, from previous conferences. Last year, as I would mentioned, a lot of these big boxes, a lot of the retail was not expanding. It was uh, – everyone was kind of holding their cards close to the vest. There weren't any major expansions unless you were in a large, uh, larger market with a discount retailer, the, the TJ Maxx's of the world, the dollar store's aldi they were expanding but no one else was mm-hmm. and so the feeling this year at, at that national conference was we're finally starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel people are starting to expand they may modify their pr- footprint like at home is doing but they may change their approach a bit but they're starting to expand so coming out of that national conference this year uh feeling a little bit better about about our market here in college station
0: do people talk about or is there any discussion about um uh you know, the Amazon effect and that whole thing and how it still may be affecting brick and mortar. Uh, I mean, what was that conversation
2: like through throughout your conference experience? You know, I think that that conversation still existed. It was muffled more this year. I think, you know, last year that dominated the the conference, I think, Mm -hmm. outside of discount retailers, nobody was expanding and, and everybody was nervous and just kind of sitting on their hands to see what would happen. Um, year years gone by, I think a lot of the retailers are working on adjusting their approach or they already have. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, yields a lot of different results, but most of them is smaller footprint. Um, they're all trying to ramp up their their online sales um, and their website presence. But I think they all realize that brick and mortar is still important. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's only a scaled down offering. And from a marketing standpoint, it, it's still important. And so expansion is back on the table for a lot of retailers that it wouldn't have been a year ago that's great news thank you both for
0: being here by the way one more question uh either of you know what at home's intentions are in terms of hoping to be opened? any sort of approximate
2: time of the year or year uh, when they said yeah we think we can we can beat this i don't know for certain i can tell you we handed off the keys to their contractor on wednesday morning so i think they'll I don't know if they've pulled permits yet, but
1: I know they've, they've submitted their site plan
2: they've, they've done what?
1: I know they've submitted their site plan for final approval We're reviewing that now But there's a lot of cleanup and, right. and repair that they'll need to do in, Internally before they pull those permits So um, it's my understanding they're moving as quickly as possible Alright,
0: that's great Natalie and Clint, thanks for uh, being in here For another edition of uh, Is This a Thing And uh, congratulations on uh, snagging this one Thanks to Natalie, thanks to Quint Oldham for being in here as well, and thank you for listening. I'm Jay Sokol.